Hi, everyone. Welcome to the We Shape podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with Tyler today. Hi, everybody. Um, we actually had a guest today, and they canceled due to illness. Totally get it that time of year. But I said, let's flow with this because I have felt really pressed to talk about something really important, even if it was just a quick episode. So my intention for this episode is to have sort of like a cautionary, uh, maybe perspective shift as we go into the new year with very common New Year's resolutions. I'm actually a big fan of New Year's, New Starts, New Year's resolutions, but I want to take the opportunity to have this episode be about, like before I said, you know, if you could come to the table with sort of like, maybe think about this when you're thinking about your New Year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. and then I could have one as well, and we could sort of go down that path. Yeah. Because um, I think so many of us start New Year's resolutions, and many, many, many of them are around our health. And, you know, come February, we're all just like, oh, whatever, that's over. So I'm like, if we keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, I mean, come on. We all know that's the definition of insanity. I I mean, I think it's important for everybody to connect with themselves on this and and ask the question, like, how often have you maintained your New Year's resolution into December? Like, how often have you actually followed through on those New Year's resolutions, right? And I think one of the most important things that people need to realize is, a huge part of self-confidence is keeping promises that you make to yourself, right? And oftentimes when we make those resolutions, we probably say something that is like really ambitious and really exciting. And then we end up at the end of the year, or like you said, even February, and you kind of give up on it. And then you reassess, and then you kind of just do the same thing over and over again, right? And so how do we rework that so that you are setting yourself up? Um, I hate the word success, but you know, setting yourself up to, to be able to follow through on your own promises to yourself in a way that feels really good instead of a way that maybe puts pressure on you, makes you feel bad. Yeah. I mean, so the first thing I want to do is I want to give people permission to not set a New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution if they don't want to. Totally. Like this pressure to like do, don't do anything you don't want to do. There are people out there who do like to have a new beginning and to like to set a new intention. And I'm here for that as well. But let's, I want to share one that I feel that I want to be caution. I want to send a cautionary um, sort of message around maybe maybe don't maybe go a different direction with a New Year's resolution. Okay. So mine is this, is this is yours. This is mine because Katie before this episode was like we only get one, and I was like how how are we going to fill the episode with this? It doesn't matter how long the episode is. <laughs> what matters is that it's not diluted with thirty five tips. So we get one each. Yep. Mine is thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I know. Mine is I would love if people did not set New Year's resolutions that involved the scale. Mm. And I know that might feel like, wait, what? I thought that's what New Year's resolutions were about, is weight loss. Um, The question that I ask people a lot when they come here, and I don't want to, like, demonize weight loss. Some people want to lose weight. Some people, that, I don't, I feel like whatever people want to do is fine. But if you have set a weight loss goal as your New Year's resolution in the past, I think what I would like to know is, has it worked? Or did you end up just feeling like shit about yourself? Yeah. So it's not about the weight loss. For me, it's about setting an intention, saying, okay, maybe I do want weight loss. Maybe that is something that I'm hoping for. Okay, what if we set the intention, though, about I want to create a deeper connection with myself and my body this year? And that can that can go, go many different paths, right? Like yeah. there's infinite paths around what that connection could look like. 
But narrowing in on the I need the scale to budge and that's my New Year's resolution, I just have found so many, many people do this and find very, very, very little outcome that they were hoping for. Yeah. So my one thing on this episode is maybe shift your intention to deeper connection with self and deeper connection with your body and go that path and see what unfolds. I think a lot of people also want all of these answers, like what's my path, what's my prescriptive checklist? And it's like sometimes meditating and sitting with that intention is enough. Mm -hmm. If you're open enough and you actually sit with that intention, everything will come to you that needs to come to you. It's a little bit of trusting. It's a little bit of, you know, letting go of the control. But my my suggestion is do not make your New Year's resolution around weight loss. Make it about a deeper connection with yourself and with your body. I think that's beautiful. And I'm going to try to sneak in my own opinions on this so that we can have a fun episode here. Um, But I think that the big question to ask when it comes to weight loss is like, how does that make you feel, right? When you think about, I need to lose weight, it's coming from this place of kind of like fear, lack, self-judgment, you know, all these different emotions that are not necessarily like um, emotions of self-appreciation or self-acceptance, right? It's like, I don't like me and I need to change me. And that's my goal this year. I got to change me because I don't like me, right? And I think what people need to realize is something interesting here. This is something I noticed fairly recently, but I've been noticing it more and more in our society, right? There are a few people in this world, very small percentage, that when you put a lot of pressure on them and you say, I'm going to succeed and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, right? They actually do it, right? And they become this um, this kind of person that everybody puts on a pedestal and they say, I want to be like that. And so I'm going to follow the same path that that person followed to get there. But the reality is, I'd say more than 99% of people are going to go down that path of basically using self-judgment as fuel for motivation, right? So I hate the way I look. I hate whatever's going on in my life. I'm going to change it, right? But what ends up actually happening is they're not actually using that for fuel. They're actually creating a story that they believe, right? And if we create a story that we believe, for example, oh, I'm fat and disgusting and I hate the way I look, right? And we're using that for fuel, What's happening if we're really starting to create a story that we believe? We're believing that for ourselves and therefore our actions will come from that place. So like no matter what, even if we take some actions that are kind of pointed that way, right? I think we'll end up self-sabotaging because we believe that's who we are, right? And I think it's really important for people to understand that because it, it hasn't worked. It doesn't work for most people. And so stop trying to use that negative self-judgment, that desire to like change how you look to create the fuel. And I think what I'm hearing you say with connection to self is something to the degree of, hey, if you connect with yourself, your body's going to tell you when you do things that feel good, right? When you move your body in a, in a way that feels um, productive, maybe it's gentle, maybe it's a little strength training, maybe it's a little more than that. And you'll be like, ah, this feels good. And when you have those positive feelings that are rooted in that connection with self, rooted in that desire to care for your body, rooted in the desire to appreciate what your body can do for you. Then you start to build that, um, I hate the word motivation too, but you build that inspiration, that desire to continue, not from a place of that negativity and that self-judgment, but you build the desire to continue because you're like, dude, I'm worth it. I feel really good in my body when I do this. So you start to want to do it and it changes. But I want to be mindful Yeah. because I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to poke at it just a tiny Let's bit. Let's poke. Because I don't want it to be something, well, I'm just going to change my intention because I'm still hoping that the weight loss will be the end goal, right? It's yeah. like, it's not a di- it's not a trick 
to trick your mind into doing it a different way so that you get the result. What I'm actually asking people to do is is to pause and to say, what does it actually mean to connect with myself? Mm, yeah. You could meditate on that one concept for the rest of your entire life because what we're asking people to do, what I'm trying to do in my own life even, is I'm untangling all of the constructs, all of the messages, all of the belief systems around everything outside of me, and I'm trying to understand what my own truth is. Yeah. That is an entire life of work. Yeah. And so what I want to make sure we don't do is try to get people to say, okay, well, if you do it this way, you'll lose the weight, and then you'll, it's like, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. It's actually not about that. I'm going to change my intentions so that I can actually stick with it so that I can lose the weight, right? There's That's like a, not there's what like I a, want people to do. pattern underneath. I'm encouraging people to set it a much more meaningful, deeper life-serving intention around how do I connect with myself and how do I connect with my body in a more meaningful way this year? And, you know, many years in the past, past my uh, New Year's resolutions have been around like, well, I'm going to eat this way, I'm going to do this way. And you know what? <laughs> it just is scratching the surface, right? Like the most meaningful work that I have found to have ever done that's related to my body, like, it was so funny to me that I did all of these health things for the New Year's resolution, but then I didn't understand basic things when I asked myself, like, well, how do you connect with your body? I didn't understand basic hunger cues. I didn't understand basic thirst cues. Yeah. I didn't understand when my body needed rest. I didn't understand- Hungry's like, good. Stop. Pain, like, no pain, no gain. Like, I'm like, right? that is insane, do right? Yeah. So since I have shifted my intention the last two or three years to deeper connection with self and deeper connection with body, some of the things that come up for me are things around, um, are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Uh, how? What do you need right now? And those to me are much more deep and meaningful self-serving things for the, for the long haul, right? Like me eating a particular diet for the year, I don't even know. I actually would argue that in some ways it harmed me. Rather than, hey, I'm going to check in with myself and learn what I need and not take a prescriptive thing from yeah. somebody else. So yeah. I just want to be really clear because I, I hear what you're saying, but I want to make sure we stay right on the come back to this yeah. path. Well, let me let me help clarify for the listener here, because sometimes I think when people hear something like deeper connection with self as the intention, uh, they're they're kind of like, OK, like, what does that mean? Right. So maybe you could share like some ideas that people could try that might help them con connect with themselves a little more. Yeah. So again, we're going down the path of prescriptive, like people ask me all the time, like, oh, you were like overly mindful of your food and you were, I was participating in toxic diet culture at, at the max. Mm -hmm. How did you come out of that? And I'm like, well, it literally was me saying, I want to set an intention to connect with myself and my own needs and truth and my body. Yeah. And it was just, thinking about that idea and concept every day mm -hmm. and then being open. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so, we, so I, know, I, I hear you, but I want to make sure that people don't walk away with just like, oh, like Katie won't give me a prescription here, right? So what did you, what did you say to yourself that allowed you to create that, that, um, that communication inside your brain? Like, you okay. know, like, are you telling people maybe, because I think what's important is not to tell people what to do, but to tell people what you tried that worked really well. You know, right. and things that they could try. Because sometimes if we just let people just go on their own, then they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? And they just don't have anything to work with. We'll be back in just a moment. If you've heard us talk about WeShape, the company we founded to offer people a different approach to health and fitness, and you're not currently a member, then we've got a big announcement. 
You see, you happen to be listening during one of the biggest promotions of the year, which means that right now you have the opportunity to sign up for a WeShapes Feel Good Challenge and get a personalized workout plan, access to our community and coaches, access to our live calls with Coach Tyler and Dr. Lisa, and more for free. We only run a few of these challenges each year, so make sure you click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com forward slash challenge to sign up for free. And now back to the Feeling Lighter podcast. So. Well, you know, I do, I've do. i talked a lot about on the podcast around this idea around cracking the door to curiosity yeah. because I think there was a, a magical thing that happened for me when I got to that space of I really want to sit in a different intention I want to understand myself better. I want to debunk all of these constructs that were put on me. And I want to understand my body and connect with my body in a different way. It was truly magical. Things just, a book would land in my lap. A podcast would land in my lap. A a, a conversation would land in my lap. Like everything kind of just came to me. And so that's why I always laugh at this a little bit because people do want the prescription. But the prescription, in my opinion, is openness. And I do believe the universe shows up and says, here you go, here you go. If we're closed, we don't see those things. And it's that analogy I've used in the past of if you buy a red car, suddenly you see all the red cars on yeah. the road. It's the openness. Mm-hmm. It's the curiosity. So I just sat with that every day. And when I found myself... So you going, sat with what? Give me the question. Um, what do I need? Are you... Yeah. So no, it was more like, are you... Is the action that you're taking right now contributing to your intention of deeper connection with self and body? Ooh, there you go. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that gem right there. It was Okay, so say that one more time, nice and slow. Is it the the action that you're taking right now? Oftentimes it would be after I took the action, I'd be like, oh, I feel really... The inner critic would be turned on and the judgment would come in and I'd be like, oh, why'd you eat that? And then I'd say, pause. Is this pattern that you're in right now contributing to your intention or taking you away from your intention? Yeah, deeper connection. And most of the time it was uh, taking me away and I would say, okay, recenter. Is your intention to connect with yourself in a more meaningful way and your body in a more meaningful way? Yes. Was the action that you just took around criticizing the food that you just ate contributing to that or taking away from that? Yeah. And then I would just sit in that for a moment and I do that all the time still. I'm in I'm in these pattern my my neuro my neurochemistry is wired. Yeah. My neuropathways rather are wired to judge, criticize, be on the diet, you know, whatever it might be, and I just slowly bring myself back and say be open to connecting with your body and uh, yourself in a new way. Yeah. And I would what just I, get back on What I hear you saying is like, are you listening to what your body and your deeper intuition is saying to you? Or are you ignoring to it and listening to everything outside of you and following that advice instead? Right. And I think that's so beautiful to have that question as a, as a place to frame it up. And you said something that I want to unpack there really quick because I don't want people to feel like they're not doing this the way they should be doing it if they experience what you just said, which is almost always when we try to alter a belief system or a behavior, it starts by recognizing after the fact that we didn't adhere to what we wanted to do, right? So I think there's this notion that like, I'm going to change this and then all of a sudden like you change it, right? But the reality is this is like what I like to tell people is, you know, if you have something that you keep doing that's working against yourself that you're like, well, why do I keep doing this? Like, First, it starts with noticing more that you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you build awareness around it and you're still doing it, right? But all you're doing is saying, oh, 50% of the time I'm aware that I'm doing it. And then it slowly creeps to 100% of the time that you're aware of doing it. And then one out of 100 times, you change the pattern. So now you've responded prior to doing it rather than reacted to this old pattern. And then it goes to 10% and then 20% and 30 and 40, 50. And that takes time. So I just want people to recognize like the start is like what you're saying. 
build the awareness, then change the behavior. And all of that starts at, I have 0% awareness over this right now. And now I'm working towards that, you know, hundred percent. And I'm, I am not responding. I'm reacting to this, this situation in my life and building more time to respond and more uh, repetitions, I guess you could say under your belt of that, that conscious response. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what it is. That's why I'm saying like, there is a lot of magic that happens around intention and openness. I have an intention that I'm going to be open. And before I knew it, it was just like, whoa, I didn't know that existed. Whoa, I didn't know that book was out there. Whoa, I didn't know this whole world outside of what I knew existed. When we believe something, we attract all of those things that we believe around us. So if we're open to a new belief, you will attract new things. Yeah. So yeah, my, my, to some, my, uh, my hope is that people will not use weight loss or the scale as a New Year's resolution and that they will attempt to maybe pivot a little bit into something that's a little bit more meaningful around deeper connection with self and deeper connection with body. I think from my experience that goes a lot further. So, okay, that was great. And I'm going to use a little bit of like a neuroscience to kind of slide us from where you were telling people to where, where I'm talking about here. So you're talking about when we're open and we change the questions we have in our mind, we change our intentions, we start to change the way that we live our life or the way that we even perceive our life, right? And there's this part of your brain called the reticular activating system. And it's what describes what you talked about earlier is when you get a red car, all of a sudden you notice all the red cars because the questions we ask ourselves are the questions that direct the reticular activation system on what to look for in our life, right? And so why I'm saying this is because you're saying deeper connection with self. And I think what I would love to impart on people is to get rid of the all or nothing mentality and look for ways to care for your body, right? What I find with New Year's resolutions when it comes especially to the fitness or the physical side of things is that people set themselves up for failure, right? And what I mean by that is um, if you, for example, don't have a routine that's consistent in your life around fitness, working out, stretching, whatever it may be, whatever you need to make your body feel better. Um, And then you all of a sudden say, I'm going to spend five hours a week, an hour every single day doing it. I'm going to join a gym and like, I got to drive there and drive back. Like it's just too much change to be able to actually facilitate someone being able to create positive habits out of showing up for their body from that self-care space. Right. And I think that most people will be much better served to wake up in the morning and say, um, how do I develop a deeper connection with self? And then just kind of drop into their body for a second and kind of feel their body, like feel your wrists, your elbows, your shoulders, your posture, your core, your lower back, your hips, your knees, your ankles, whatever. Just kind of scan your body and be like, where am I tight? Where do I need a little bit of movement? Right. And instead of thinking about your, um, you know, your, your fitness routine, your workouts, having to be an hour and having to join a gym and having to do all this high intensity stuff, why don't you try doing a whole lot less and say, my shoulder feels a little bit tight. Let me pick like one or two stretches to do for my shoulder today. And then do those stretches and like celebrate it. Celebrate it as if you had just come home from doing that hour workout routine from the gym, right? And start building that positive association with just recognizing the opportunities to do things for your body as an act of self-care. I just, I really think that people, they get so spun up in their heads. If, oh, I, I don't have time to work out today, so I'm not gonna do anything right? Well, man, we show videos like this on our social medias all the time. Like you can lay on the couch and watch a show at night and stretch your hamstrings or, you know, your body, right? Oftentimes at night, you know, we end up on the floor doing some stretches and stuff together, right? I think it's so much better in a lot of ways to look for opportunities in your life to just move your body a little bit, just give a little bit of love, give it a little bit of flexibility, give it a little bit of strength, whatever you feel like it really needs. 
um, instead of thinking that you have to go and, you know, crush these routines and be absolutely consistent and spend all these hours doing it. Right. So I think if we do less and we celebrate that, that, um, that a lot more, then that's going to give us those positive feelings as we start building more habits around that connection with self and around that desire to care for the body, which I think personally is going to give people more desire, like intrinsic desire, not I'm going to do this because I'll change the way I look and then people will like me and I'll like me, right? It's, wow, I feel so much better when I put my hands behind my back and lift my chest toward the sky for 10 seconds, you know, in the afternoon, right? So I think that that's, that's kind of what my recommendation would be is, you know, get, get all these routines and these overkill commitments and like this, if I don't, if I don't do 30 minutes, then it's, I should do nothing, right? And just start dropping into your body, asking it what it needs and then, you know, learning the movements that f- make it feel good. I think that's really a powerful tip for people. I think that the R2 go nicely together because yeah. mine is about, you know, shifting the mind into saying, uh, how do I connect with my my myself or my body in a more meaningful way? And yours is like, what's going on? You yeah. know, it's like a lot of what we do in the fitness industry is we train people to sever the connection between their mind and their body, right? What's like a very typical statement in the fitness industry? No pain, no gain. We are literally the opposite approach here at We Shape, yeah, where it's we, like we say pain, comma, no gain. Yeah. Right. So So it's 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 this connection of I want to start in the mind and figure out how do I connect with myself. And then I want to actually start understanding what these signals from my body means. That's a pain signal. That's a hunger signal. That's a we would be we would be shocked. If we actually stopped for a moment to think about this, because I was like, oh, I know when I'm hungry. I know when I'm and and when I actually started being mindful of it, I was like, what does that mean? Like it takes it takes time to even understand some of these cues. So I think that ours pair nicely well together. And I think it's so like what's really important about this is like probably everybody listening um, is really good at something like fixing something or like knows a lot about a particular topic. Right. But we live in these bodies. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to become an expert and you have to know everything about the human body, right? But in a perfect world, there's not that many things you would do for each part of your body to make it feel better. Whether that's trying to get a little bit stronger in that joint, a little more flexible, a little bit of both, doing some dynamic mobility, right? I think at the end of the day, most people would be surprised to find out that you might find like one to three tools for each part of your body that you feel needs a little bit of um, like uh, self-care. And you just use those tools over and over again. And it's just right there. And it's easy. And most of this stuff, you don't need a gym membership. You don't need any equipment. You don't need very much time at all. And you can just drop into your body, like I said, and be like, wow, like right now I can feel that my upper back's a little tight, right? So after this podcast, I'm probably going to go do like a sink stretch. I'm probably going to go stretch my chest in the doorway and I'll probably feel great. You know what I mean? I might work on my tummy for a little while to get that extension in the spine. And all of that stuff is really simple stuff that if we start to build that awareness of, oh, where are we tight? Where are we feeling like our body's starting to close down and tense up? We can, we can open it back up and we can weave them into our day so that it doesn't require us to set aside more time, more hours. And again, set ourselves up for an unrealistic expectation of ourselves to be able to carve out all this time in our life to be able to do these structured routines. Yeah. I mean, a good example of this is you do a lot of stretching at night and I used to have that all or nothing mentality. Well, if I'm not going to stretch for 45 minutes like Tyler does, I'm not going to do anything. And now I'll stretch for like two minutes, right? I'll do like two poses and then I'm like, I'm done. But 
that's that's the benefit of of, of moving away from that all or nothing thinking. Yeah. Is like you don't have to do forty five minutes. You could just pause, take a moment, and say, "Where does my body not feel a hundred? Um, I'm gonna do this little stretch for one minute." So it's I, I appreciate the all or nothing thinking because it, I'm I'm guilty of that still even. Everybody's so. guilty of it, and it's like you have to talk yourself out of it. And again, I think it goes back to what we said earlier. Like first, you build awareness, and the awareness is, "Oh, I don't have the time to do what I think I was supposed to do, so I'm just gonna do nothing." And just try to pay attention to the times when you think that, right? And what I'm really hearing people say in that moment is like, I don't have the tools that I need to do something to care for my body right now. And so like in that moment, we build that awareness and then we start building the tools, right? And again, we offer so much of this content on our movement-based social media channels, right? I mean, we're posting at least two videos a day on every single platform with just simple things that people can do, like again, very quickly to make their bodies feel really good. And so you could learn from us. There's a lot of other great people out there that you could learn from as well. And I think the biggest thing to do is, again, just do something, yeah. right? Connect with your body. Where does it feel tight? Do something. And then and then another thing we like to say at WeShape, which is really important, is we're not trying to be your guru. We're trying to teach you how to be your own guru, right? And so whenever I get on a coaching call, for example, somebody will say, oh, this is happening. And I don't say, okay, here's exactly what you need to do. I say, hey... I have some ideas of what might make this feel better. Here's something I'd try, here's something I'd try, and here's something I'd try. I want you to try each one and see which one feels like the right fit for you. So again, it's, it's, it's taking people's attention and not saying, do this stretch even though it doesn't feel right. It's saying, try these on for size, and if it feels good, you'll probably want to keep doing it. And if it doesn't, well, we can try some other things to see if it feels good. But it's forcing that deeper connection with self and that awareness of, does my body feel good when I do this or does my body feel tight or restricted or whatever? It's, it's trying to build that connection with the body again, rather than um, take away from it. Well, I love this episode. I hope that people can walk away and one, either say, I'm not doing a New Year's resolution, which I think is perfectly acceptable. That's fantastic. I, I might not. Take even, a year off yeah. if you want, you know. Or two, if you feel called to do a New Year's resolution, to step into something very different, um, something a little more meaningful that doesn't have like a necessary marker, right? Yeah. Like. I love that, like, the idea of intention with self or connecting with your body. There's no marker for success in that. It's yeah. just, that's my intention. So you yeah. can't really fail, right? Mm. So um, I hope people found this episode valuable before we start the new year. Thank you, everyone, for a wonderful uh, 2023. I can't believe the year's already wrapping wow. up. Yeah. And uh, stay tuned to next episode. We have a farewell episode with Nina. She's going to be coming back for one final episode before the new year. We're going to be switching up some some stuff on the podcast for 2024. I'm excited and about... being vague right now. There's a lot of stuff that's switching up. Some really we'll, exciting we'll, things. So. We'll share yeah. the next episode. Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can reach us at podcast at weshape.com or you can check us out at weshape.com forward slash podcast for a two-week free trial at WeShape. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. 
And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to WeShape.com slash challenge to sign up.